Hi there, guys. Welcome to episode three of Murray Musings, a podcast about the professional tennis player, Andy Murray. And I just want to get the elephant in the room out of the way. We are currently recording this about 24 hours before we before this episode will go live and before hopefully you're all listening to this because um, what a week it has been for Andy Murray and Andy Murray fans. <laughs> uh, it's been a um, how, how, how would you how would you guys describe it? How do you how, how do you guys feel about the uh, the news that came out this this past uh, this past day or so about Andy Murray guys? How, how do you feel about it? It's been a Murray coaster, um, as usual for Andy Murray fans. Like we're up and down through the emotions of uh, his matches, but uh, just the feeling of to be to be honest, complete sadness of is he ever going to get a good fighting chance at the Australian Open? Like came over me, and he's always screwed. At the beginning of the year, I mean, he's had really good lead-ups. He's won Brisbane a few times, a couple times. Um, he's just done so much, and he's prepared himself in so many years so well to be at the top of his game, trained so hard in Miami so many times to where it's just not come across um, to the level of winning the title so I, I'm honestly, uh, uh, wasn't in the best place, um, the other day when I was like, oh goodness. Um, so yeah. Um, for me, I'm a bit exhausted to be honest. I was thinking, um, when he announced that I'm not playing Delray Beach, I was thinking, oh, this is another one of Andy's setbacks in January. Oh no. And then I was like, okay, he's not playing because he wants to be safe. Um, then I got a bit more hopeful again that we'll see him. And then this comes out. Exactly. This comes out now. And I'm like, oh, God, this was just bound to happen. And I'm kind of exhausted, to be honest. Every year, every Australian Open, something happens to him. And it's like, yeah, it's fine. I'm just thinking positively, like, he should be okay. He's got mild symptoms. The rest of the year is ahead of him. Exactly. So I think he'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, so, in case it wasn't already apparent, we haven't actually mentioned yet what is actually wrong <laughs> with him. Andy Murray. Um, it it came out that he has uh, joined a rather long list of players who have tested positive uh, for coronavirus. Um, uh, as as far as I know, he tested positive for it a few days ago. Um. And but it was only just released to the press, or or the press was only told yesterday, and that is when we found out about it. As Rashmi has just said, he, uh, as far as we know, he does only have mild symptoms. So uh, yeah, fingers crossed that it's absolutely nothing serious. Um, you know, obviously we've spoken a lot already about Andy's luck um at the Australian Open, and you know. Uh, Generally, at the Australian Open, he's had quite bad luck in the last few years, especially. Um, but of course, uh, tennis, tennis itself can take obviously a backseat to general health, and we all, I'm sure we all, all three of us, me, um, Rashmi, and and Peter, all wish Andy the best. <laughs> Absolutely, a hundred percent. Um, on on a health 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 standpoint, but obviously our our instant reaction is no, the Australian Open. 
Um, because yeah, he's he's had terrible luck there, really, to be honest. Um, and uh, yeah, he he's kind of just joined a long list of players who have had it. Like, um, who's had it, guys? Like, so many people. Yeah, I remember <laughs> Grigor was the first high-profile player to get it. I think he got it from the Adriator, the from Novak's Adriator, um, and that caused a whole like uproar on Twitter as well. Um, then Novak eventually got it after that, and I, I think maybe I remember Goffin had it um a few weeks ago, like maybe a month ago now, before the off season ended, he had it, and um who else? Um oh yeah, there was a whole thing about Query, that whole saga, uh where he he fled Russia with a positive COVID test with his family. Um who else? I'm. I think Chorich also got it from Adriator. Um, Fognini, Pear, um, Halep. Like, it, it seems like it, it's a weird one because um, as, as far as I know, the Andy caught it at the National Tennis Centre. Is that right? Yeah, he, he, he caught it along with Paul Jubb, I think, who also caught it from the same outbreak. Uh, at the National Tennis Centre, and he tested positive on Monday. So, as of now, it's been four days. Yeah, what I I'm curious, I'm curious because we we have only chatted about this very very briefly, um, before recording this episode. So I'm quite curious as to what your guys is like. What's your kind of feeling regarding this? Because Andy himself hasn't really released a statement. Um, but uh, yeah, the the general vibe with uh, the 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 news and the the stories that I've read. Um, from journalists is that Andy is still in with the chance of you know playing the Australian Open in a few weeks what's your guys like instant feeling like is he is he going to be there I would prefer him not to be there to be honest with you um as I said uh, to Rashmi that I'm not as optimistic and again he's gotten so many chances to win the title that I would prefer Australia and um everyone in Victoria and uh, Melbourne to be incredibly safe and cautious of everyone coming in from everywhere else and I don't want all of their hard work to be gone in an instant because somebody is still positive and even though they're asymptomatic or having mild symptoms who knows I mean with variants nowadays we we don't know how bad it can really be right now yeah um i kind of agree but i'm more optimistic than that i i don't know i've always believed that andy could do anything that if um circumstances arise that he's able to go i i think uh, he may be able to go um there's a very fine line uh he has to test positive by what date is it? Twenty. Has to 20? test negative by what Sorry. date? Sorry, he has to test negative by what date is it? Twenty fourth, right? I'm pretty sure. If he got it, no, 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 wait. Yeah, I was just about to say the window is incredibly tight. Um, yeah. Since I mean February eighth, I believe is when it starts. Correct. Yeah. Um. And so they have to have a 14-day quarantine window. Yeah. And 
than just the jet lag and everything. I heard that he has to, like, it would be hard for him to find a practice partner. It would be hard for him to get time to practice. There's going to be a lot of hurdles. Even if he gets there um, on time, he won't have had the best warm-up and everything. So I don't know. But I, I don't know. I'm just inherently optimistic. I think he may just be able to do it. But I'm I'm completely at peace even even if he doesn't uh, do it I'm like fine it's fine um, he's in the UK he's chilling he's near all the other tournaments going on so um, he'll be able to make it for those for sure for sure I think I think I kind of find myself right in the middle of you two <laughs> you've got Rashi's feeling a little bit more positive about it Peter's kind of kind of on on the other side of that not not so sure he should play I I, I honestly. Just because it was so, I don't know, like, I, f- I feel like it hasn't, like, really sunk in for me yet. Like, I still feel like th- th- there were, like, images, and I think this made it harder for me to accept. There were, like, images of, like, the players arriving in Australia just yesterday. Uh, you had, like, Djokovic, Serena, Rafa stepping mm-hmm. off of planes and having touched down in Australia. And Andy should have been there. Andy should have been there with them. Um, and I, I just... It, it, so I, I kind of just find myself, like okay like this is what andy no um so for me i just haven't quite i I feel like i'm very much kind of should he play um will he play i feel like those two are very different questions as well um will he be able to i think a lot will probably depend on what andy can do right now and how he's feeling right now and if he can like if he if he can find a way to train currently because if he can't find a way to train currently um I, I I guess that it's probably doubtful, isn't it? Because he's not he's probably not going to dive into the Australian Open having not trained for three weeks in the run up to it. Um so I I, I guess um, my feeling is that that will, you know, probably be what it comes down to. Um is, you know, has he been able to train? Uh, you know, how is he physically feeling obviously? Um and yeah, I, I so I guess I'm probably on the side, like, my, my head is saying uh, he's not going to play and my heart is saying he is. So <laughs> I feel like I'm kind of very much in the middle of you two. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to process it, I guess. Um, and amongst all of the other news that was happening yesterday as well, <laughs> with, uh, with tennis players flying to Australia as well, like, Peter's already kind of touched on it a little bit, whether or not he feels like the... Um, the, the the good work of um the the Australian officials over there um you know with uh, with tennis Sandgren uh, what 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 did you guys think of that situation bizarre situation you want to go first Rashmi um <laughs> Rashmi do you want to take the uh, take the lead on this because you were uh... um, the first big kind of scandal of the year um I think I don't know whether there was um anything else bigger than this but uh, basically uh, Sandgren tested positive on the day that he was meant to fly to Australia and he somehow still got on the plane uh, with the help of Craig Tiley the uh, CEO of Tennis Australia and eventually got on the flight from LA to Melbourne and he live tweeted the whole thing so on Twitter, if you if if you go now, he will you will see um, Tennis Sandgren live tweeting 
uh, everything. What um, Craig Tiley's a wizard, like all that kind of thing. Like uh, everything that he went through at the airport, and he was replying to people, liking tweets, saying that like, oh, I'm as- I'm asymptomatic, so I'm negative. And then Twitter went into a big uproar that you can't let someone on a plane if they're positive, if they're uh, testing positive on the same day. Then the Australian Open released a statement. Uh, um, Peter, you could talk more about that, but (laughs) there was a whole thing about that as well. Yeah, so uh, the Australian Open and a lot of commentators that work for Australian Open, um, of course, the uh, people that are in charge um, have really pushed out uh, quite a few statements trying to make sure and reassure the country and uh, everyone that's watching them that they are having a secure uh, and um, that they're going to be um, successful in uh, everything that they're doing. Uh, So um, what's happening with uh, tennis, um, it looks like uh, he's having viral shedding and uh, what that means from the CDC is uh, he had tested uh, positive over Thanksgiving, um, but uh, you can be able to still show um, COVID positive testing uh, with uh, the shedding, which uh, from the CDC is recovered persons can continue to shed detectable SARS-CoV-2 uh, RNA and upper respiratory specimens for up to three months after illness onset, albeit at concentrations considerably lower than during illness in ranges from replication competent virus, uh, which has not been reliably recovered and infectiousness is unlikely. So, of course, that means that he's not infectious. And so, again, the Australian Open put out statements regarding his non-infectious capabilities. Um, So as I was watching, like, Twitter, like, go into again of course a a meltdown of uh tennis it's like okay i'll hold my breath uh, on january 13th and this is uh um just a few days after uh he was like okay this has been a fun day and it seemed so casual for him and it's been casual uh the way that other american tennis players have covered it like Christian Harrison was like, oh, I don't need to wear a mask when I'm uh, doing an encore interview. It's just for show. And it, oh, that it, was ridiculous. it pissed me off um, to the point where uh, when he was like, OK, I'm COVID positive over Thanksgiving, COVID, COVID positive on Monday. Yet PCR tests are the gold standard. At least I get to keep my points is what uh, tennis tweeted out. Um, and so I was I was just angry to the point where I was like, just drag him off the airplane. I mean, it, when he said Craig Tiley is a wizard, I was like, uh, just because he's gotten to the quarterfinals and played Roger and have has done quite well uh, at the Australian Open. And uh, some people uh, apparently like him for whatever reason. Uh, <laughs> I, I just don't understand how... How the tournament director and other people were like, okay, like uh, he was boarding the plane and then they were thinking about uh, stopping in the departure. It, it was just a mess. And I, I just wanted him off the plane and I wanted everyone again in Australia to be safe because they've suffered so long 
in quarantine and lockdown for so many months for all of this to be what wasted by two three stupid tennis players that don't give a damn about wearing masks yeah um if we if we talk about um the statements that the australian open re- uh, released after that todd woodbridge uh, posted something it was like um main points that they released on maybe their website or or, their, or something like that and it, the first point on it is all players and officials must test negative before departing their country on chartered flights that very and there's like i don't know seven or eight other points on that list and the very first point sandgren doesn't meet that criteria uh, and i was just thinking even though there's a lot of caveats like he's maybe shedding and all that it just like destroys the credibility of the australian open if they can't like their main points and sangren doesn't fit that main point and then they're having to justify themselves under they're justifying themselves under so many replies right now i don't know um i don't know i just think it's ridiculous that they got themselves into this situation yeah yeah rashmi you were uh you were following the news as it was yeah as it happened, so <laughs> i found out uh, on my timeline like ben rothenberg tweeted about it i think he was probably one of the first to tweet about it other than dennis himself um yeah so i, I found out from there and i just kept looking on uh tennis sangren's twitter feed uh seeing what he was posting and he was literally uh liking stuff replying to people he was probably even on the plane and he was replying to people and i don't know i just thought it was ridiculous that he choked had he made the decision to live tweet everything um like every uh, on articles and stuff all his tweets were there on like news articles and he made the news everywhere he caused a big scene for no reason like he could have just kept it quiet and then the australian open could have released a statement after that but he i don't know he was just impulsive yeah i i mean i i think i mean i think in case it isn't apparent for 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 our listeners uh, the three of us aren't huge fans of Tennis Sandgren, uh, so if Tennis Sandgren is listening, we don't like you. Um, <laughs> but um, maybe I'll edit that out. Maybe I won't. Um, no need to edit that out. Uh, I I'll <laughs> post it. I'll, I'll be like quote tweeting. We don't like you, Tennis. Go away. I, I don't care. <laughs> so yeah, no. Uh, I think, but like, I think Rashmi, you, you've just you've just touched on it really well there, in the sense that like. Tennis Angren didn't need to be tweeting out all these uh, all, all these opinions and all these thoughts as he were having. He clearly knew what he was doing and he was clearly exactly. just stirring stirring the pot, stirring the pot because, you know, he knew that he could and he knew that people would listen because, you know, he's a tennis star, if you can call Tennis Angren that. Um so it's yeah, I mean it it just kind of and kind of uh, yeah, and and the credibility, as 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 Rashmi said, of the Australian Open is kind of already taken a hit, and we're what still two weeks, two and a half weeks out from the event starting, and it's like wow, this is <laughs> this is not looking great already, um, and so like it was it was pretty bizarre to go from that kind of you know, uh, live tweeting experience because yeah, I mean I wasn't awake when it was all happening, so I woke up and the, the next day to to see it all having happened, and then to go from that to um andy's news very shortly afterwards was almost like a i mean it was obviously a, a real like frustration sadness for me but it was almost like a kind of okay and andy's got it as well it was almost like a kind of 
because Andy had tested positive on Monday and he, he, you know, he wasn't going to the Australian Open. He clearly wasn't flying there, you know, anytime in the next week or so. It was almost like a kind of calming experience after the storm of Tennis mm-hmm. Sandgren. It was like Andy hasn't been on Twitter. He hasn't been stirring the pot regarding stuff because he wouldn't because Andy's a decent guy. So it, it was almost like a, okay, like I suppose I can handle this news as long as he's doing okay and as long as he's well. Another thing comparing um, Andy and tennis' situations, the Australian Open posted a statement underneath Tennis Sandgren's tweets when they needed a statement for him. But for Andy, they posted an outright statement uh, uh, on their Twitter, like a main tweet. They didn't reply to anything. So I was just like, they're trying to hide the whole situation from Tennis Sandgren, and they're yeah. having to justify themselves a lot. Like, I don't know uh, who prepared that, but I don't know. Maybe it was Craig Tiley, or, but I don't know what they were thinking. Yeah, real quick, let me read the statement. Um, they said uh, Andy Murray has advised that he had tested positive to, to COVID-19 and is isolating at home in the UK. Unfortunately, this means he will not uh, be unable to join the official AO charter flights arriving in Australia in the coming days to go through the quarantine period with the other players. The AO fans love Andy, and we know how much he loves competing here in Melbourne and how hard he worked for this opportunity. Yeah, so that was the statement that he made that they made for Andy. But for tennis, uh, the the statement is completely different. It was like different tone and everything. Yeah, it was almost like them doing like damage control. That that's kind of what it struck me as. Yeah. It was like a um oh we'll try and paper over the cracks here with you know like with uh with a few series of tweets that you know as as Rashmi said like was just kind of haphazardly posted under tennis's tweets um so it was almost like oh you know if anybody happens to find out what's been going on they'll find our statements but we won't bring attention to it um which you know it almost goes from a kind of wait this is like a real serious kind of like health situation regarding you know like people's lives really um but like their kind of their kind of attitude towards it was like a business kind of attitude and it kind of exactly it just kind of grated a little bit which is a shame because I don't know about you guys, but like I, I think that the Australian Open, generally speaking, yeah. has handled its social media quite well in, in, in past few years. There's never really been kind of, you know, any anything major. And then, yeah, you, you see that happening and you're like, what <laughs> what is going on? Like, <laughs> what is happening? It's it's kind of chaos and, you know, they're they're not handling it that well. So it was um yeah, I I don't know. Generally speaking, I can uh, yeah. It was... I have the the tweets uh, Australian the Australian Open tweets handy here. Uh, so I think it was just after tennis tweeted, "Wow, I'm on the plane. Maybe I just held my breath too long." Craig Tiley is a wizard. And then they said, "Some people who have recovered from COVID-19 and who are non-infectious can continue to shed the virus for several months." Victorian government public health experts assess each case based on additional detailed medical records to ensure they are not infectious before checking into the charter flights. Players and their teams are tested every day from their arrival in Australia, a much stricter process than for anyone else in hotel quarantine. So that was what they said. Yeah, which, I don't know, like, it, it for, for me, it was just kind of a, like, are you really just, like, willing to take that risk that early? You know what I mean? Like, with a with a player? Um, why, why don't you tell him to, you know, 
fly later. It's not as if he needs mm. to be on that flight, does he? Like, you know, we've already chatted about the possibility of Andy still playing, you know, uh, you know, in a in in a few weeks when he's when he's feeling better. So, like, why does Tennis Andrew need to immediately just get on that flight? It just seems kind of unnecessary. I don't know. That that's kind of how. It... Yeah, it's completely unnecessary. And there's been many cases where people found out that they were COVID positive and gotten on flights, and people were like, uh, they should not have been on any flight in close contact with all these people in enclosed spaces that weren't well ventilated. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, and maybe the Australian Open will now go ahead and it'll be absolutely fine and there will be no cases and Tennis Sandgren will be absolutely I fine. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so too. I think, you know, I, I really do hope that that is the case. The, the way that we've been talking, maybe we're, um, we're coming across a little bit like, you know, doomsayers. Like, we're like, oh my gosh, it's all going to go, you know, it's going to go to pot now. But, you know, that's not what we're saying. You know, it, it just felt... Yeah, I think I think all three of us kind of feel that it was just a bit unnecessary a risk to take at this stage. Um, and you know, I I think um, I I just think like the uh, the the way that Tennis Andgren is handling it, and you know, the way that as far as we know, Andy Murray is handling it <laughs> is very very different. And you know, Andy is you know hopefully hopefully going to get better in the next few weeks and maybe be able to play. And if he doesn't, it's not the end of the world. But it. Um, yeah, it's it's been quite chaotic, and I think when you look at how serious a kind of situation like coronavirus is, like you know, it's it it's tough. Like it's it, you've got to you've got to just you know be as serious as you can about it, and it just yeah. Yeah, speaking of speaking of serious, uh, Sloane Stevens actually has experienced um, heartbreaking loss. Uh, she announced it in the past few days um, that she lost both her aunt and her grandmother to the disease. So uh, I think we have her Instagram post. And I think Andy commented on it as well yesterday. So Yeah, let me read that out. Uh, Sloan Stevens um, had honored her grandmother and aunt uh, just yesterday um, as she announced that uh, her grandmother and aunt um, passed away. Uh, she said, my heartache feels endlessly deep. We recently put my grandma and aunt to rest within weeks of each other. COVID took Auntie Anna the day after Christmas and then took my grandmother home last Sunday. They both helped me on my journey to become, to being the woman that I am and provided me with the strength and faith that I hold on to as I face the new year without them. Grandma showed me how powerful we can be in life, how gratitude takes you farther. That kindness wins every time. We celebrate your beautiful soul, your big smile, your sassy ways, your whole heart. My aunt taught me to never take no for an answer and fight for everything I dream of, fall down and get back up, and beyond anything, love yourself. Grandma and Auntie Anna, I know I'll hear your voices when I sit down to pray. You're always with me. I love you. Rest in peace. And I had uh, replied to her as well, and I said, my heart and my thoughts are with you, because it's it's heart-wrenching to see so many people uh, have contracted uh, COVID, and it's it's just, it's devastating the losses that we've uh, incurred and endured over the past year and uh, pretty much um, a few months after. So, I mean, it's it's been too much too long yeah i think all, all, all three of us definitely um you know send our condolences to to sloan stevens um 
and I think because yeah, that that statement uh, that Peter just read came out yesterday, you know, um, and I think uh, I've I've seen a few tweets comparing, you know, the fact that Sloane Stevens is is going through this kind of heartbreak, and her, you know male american counterpart is acting as though it's a big joke um you know and it's it's yeah, it, just a way that, that that different players are handling it is um you know it, it's it's tough to see and i think there's a lot of people who are like well at least tennis generally is going ahead you know at least tennis is like powering through this and is at least you know we're getting tennis events but there does come a point where you're like tennis is unimportant in the grand scheme of things yeah um you know um, yeah and I and, think... and wells had uh been postponed uh this year and they were the yeah. first tournament uh to be canceled last march as it mm-hmm. happened right at when the surge of cases were rising um and i completely agree with uh the move for this year in the calendar as cases are surging in california um on also speaking of other cases coming up madison keys was also diagnosed with COVID, and she put out a statement. She said, Hi, everyone. I want to let you know that I unfortunately tested positive for COVID-19 before I was supposed to fly to Australia. I'm very disappointed to not be able to play in the coming weeks after training hard in the off-season and knowing Tennis Australia and the tours did so much to make these events happen. I am self-isolating at home and will continue to follow all the necessary health precautions. I look forward to being back on tour next month. Thank you for all of your support. Stay healthy and safe, Madison. And again, it's a contrast of characters of and your character of how some of these people are taking it incredibly seriously. I mean, Vika Azarenka, she had posted thanks for um, all of uh, Tennis Australia doing so much to provide a safe and healthy atmosphere. Yeah, um, what's interesting about the, the statement that Madison Keys posted, um, she posted that she didn't think she was going to play, uh, she didn't think she was going to make it to Australia. She kind of ruled that out, uh, it can be implied from that statement. And I think that is the reason why Andy didn't post a statement. I think he was a bit uncertain. He was like, maybe I'll be able to make it, maybe I won't. And it'd be kind of odd to put that in a statement. So that's why I think Andy didn't choose to put out a statement. And he'd probably wait until it's more definite to whether he's well in the next 10 days or so. But then he'll kind of confirm it on his own. Yeah, like I think um, uh, I, th- I think all, all, all of the general comments like following the announcement of Andy's diagnosis um, fr- from fans were very much like, oh my gosh, like there's no way he should be able to play. Why, you know, like it's like, how, how is he going to make it? How is he going to make it? And I think it's important to stress that as... Uh, as Rashmi just said, like Andy, as of right now, has not released any statement from himself at all. Like, there's been no statement from Andy other than a confirmation that he has it. So, you know, he hasn't confirmed that he's going to try to make it. Uh, that is just speculation <laughs> from from us. It's speculation from us. It's speculation from journalists, and it's it's speculation from you know tennis fans generally. Um. So so we don't know if he's going to try and make it or not. He might as as Rajmi just said, be yeah, w- waiting a little bit. And that is probably, you know, um, I think there's a lot of, you know, hope in Andy Murray uh, and, you know, fighting Andy Murray to, you know, he, he really he really does want to try and make it to Australia, but he's not going to do it. And um, 
risk you know risk other people's you know health uh, while doing it so you know i i'm i'm say with just about 100 percent certainty that andy won't fly if you know there's any kind of possibility of endangering other people with with coronavirus so um it's uh it's yeah it's 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 a pretty crazy situation at the moment but um hopefully hopefully in the next few days we'll get kind of an idea of where Andy's at and um, where he stands. I uh, I tweeted out something yesterday that was like, all Andy Murray fans need is, uh, you know, 24-7 updates on Andy's health at the moment, which would help put our minds at ease, wouldn't it? But uh, even today I was like, how's he doing? <laughs> is he doing okay? <laughs> is, is he fine? Um, so, um, so, yeah, Does Andy... Does he have soup? Is he good? Yeah, and Andy, Andy, if you're listening, <laughs> drop us a message. Um, yeah, <laughs> I wanted to like message. change topic a bit. Um, I hate to give him a bit atten- a bit of attention here, but John Isner, ugh, he's been posting that he doesn't think uh, NFL coaches should be wearing masks because he thinks it's pure cosmetic theater, and he says it makes zero sense. And I'm just like, look at what's going on in the world. People are uh, dying due to COVID. And you're you're caring about cosmetic theatre, like I don't know, it's just tone deaf. Yeah, again, another situation of you know an American male tennis player not handling not <sighs> handling this well. Uh, you know, it's not it it's a it's a general kind of attitude thing that um you know these these American men just don't seem to you know don't seem to be uh, don't seem to be able to just new use their common sense like and it's such a bizarre thing to uh to directly question like you know who cares if they're you know like they're so the american coaches they're outside they're social distancing anyway why should they need to wear masks it's like well who cares like it's literally just a mask yeah it's like a communication thing like if you see people wearing masks you will feel the urge to wear it yourself if you hear people saying that you need to wash your hands you will wash your hands like it's it's all communication. Exactly. I was about to say something about John, and I decided not to. Uh, and, and I didn't even want to waste my breath on him. But there, I mean, there were so many people in his replies saying, oh, good on you, John, etc. And I'm like, no, you're supposed to be a role model for these kids. You're supposed to, again, set an example, as Scott was saying. And so many people like up to the president are not setting an example for these Americans. Yeah, um, exactly. And Jack Sock had a wedding. I think it was, uh, when was his wedding? I don't even remember. And John Isner was one of the attendees uh, at that wedding. And it was completely, completely maskless, no social distancing. A few weeks ago, just a few weeks ago. Jack Sock was deleting comments, calling him out on Instagram. Um, Yeah, I don't know. The whole situation is pretty ridiculous uh, regarding them right now. And he literally says, he literally says that they're brainwashed. Everyone should wear a mask. That's brainwashed. Like what? What? It's just a piece of cloth. It's it's just cloth. It's like not what is that game? What, I don't, people are dying. Yeah. Like literally, people are dying, and you're caring about you're like in such a fuss yeah. about a piece of cloth on a face. Like what? It's like pick your battles, right? Pick your battles. Even 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 if you do feel those things, even if you do think those things, like you know, it's is that is that really the um the vibe that you want to put out there <laughs> clearly so clearly so mm-hmm. apparently but and speaking of john isner um we got news that he's b- withdrawn from the australian open so he's not making yeah Good. <laughs> john if you're yeah. listening we don't like you either uh... 
And that's the funny part. It's like, as an American, again, it's like you want to root for the home team. And I've even met John um, at the players' uh, draw for Cincy last year. Or, excuse me, uh, 2019. Again, 2020 yeah, is like a wash. Uh, and so he was incredibly friendly and i congratulated him on his baby um and we took a quick picture while uh the names were being um called out for the players draw and, and i was like i mean even if he is a nice guy in person what he's saying and conveying to the world and to all these youngsters is not okay he's a role model and, and he's not showing the leadership that Tiafo and others are showing yeah. and yeah. it's sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really I think sad. that's, I think that's exactly it to be honest. And it's, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's tough hearing you say that uh, Peter, but you know, uh, the, you know, uh, as an American yourself, you're, you obviously want to, to root for your, to root for your players. But, um, yeah, it's uh, almost, you know, it makes me happy, and I'm sure Rash be happy that like Andy's not. <laughs> we can root for Andy, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Over here exactly. in Scotland, um, we can we can root for him, okay? <laughs> like Andy, I... yeah, he's not embarrassed us uh, by no means. So uh, I always uh, thank goodness that he's yeah. setting a great example. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. Yeah. We're gonna end on um, a few happy notes, I guess. Uh, we like happiness uh, after all this. Quote, covid news um and it does have a bit to do with covid uh, so basically bernard tomic who's been a very tumultuous player over the past few years um he's not been playing in the top at the top of the rankings recently his career high is world number 17 um and he's he was in the australian open qualifiers for 2021 and he has just qualified for the main draw and a lot of people did not think he was going to manage no. it and he did it i think he played two third set ma- uh, third set tie breaks and uh, three three set matches uh, to qualify good on really, him really really well done and he's had a lot of flack over his career uh, that he's not put the effort in and and everything and he's managed to do just that and the reason why he did that, he said that he's risked his life to be there. Uh, he's, he said, I am in Doha. I risked my life flying here. My health, COVID's around, many sick, with many things that can go wrong. I'm risking my life and I'm playing and competing. Of course, I want to get there. So it just shows that he, he's motivated. And I like seeing Bernie motivated. That's really good to hear, especially all of the flack that Tennis Australia has given him. Well, I mean, the papers, um, I've seen reports of uh, stuff that uh, with funding and everything and with his enthusiasm in the past that hasn't been so great. Um, So aside from that, uh, again, it's really good to see his motivation. Yeah, so uh, about about the press, uh, he was actually asked about that. Uh, The Guardian posted uh, posted an article where he said... uh, you're the people who write the bad stuff about me. I've qualified for a slam now. What should you be writing? I don't think you guys have been fair towards me in the last half de- decade uh, or decade. You can spin it whatever way you want, but don't escape the fact that I've qualified for a slam. If you like me and you're a fan of me, write nice. Uh, so he he is well aware that he's not been put in the best light uh, with the press, uh, especially the Australian press. 
Um, so uh, I think it's great that he's uh, finally uh, showing that that he's got the motivation and yeah. Hopefully the press can turn it around. For yeah, him. and standing up a little bit for himself. It's always it's always good to see. You know, I think I think I think Andy exactly. Andy. You know. To take it back to Andy, because, you know, it's an Andy podcast. Uh, yeah, Andy definitely suffered from negative press in the early stage of his, of his career. Before yeah, we mentioned that in, in yeah. yeah, I think we, men- did we mentioned it in episode one or two. But, it's yeah, yeah. It's, it's good that, you know, good to see other kind of um, players finally, you know, realising that, yeah, you can talk back to the press, you know. <laughs> they, might, they might fixate on you a little bit, but you can, you know, respond to them and tell them what you think, so... Yeah, it's good. It's good to see Bernard Tomic kind of, you know, stand up for himself. Whatever you, whatever, think whatever you think. Bernie, I think he he's the only Australian qualifier, I'm pretty sure, that that managed to qualify this year. So he's done really, really well. And he also said, uh, he he was asked also whether he could win Wimbledon one day, and he's like, uh, I don't think I'll be able to win Wimbledon, but I'll be able to do well at Wimbledon. So he's not he doesn't have that. Uh, feeling that I'm going to be able to win a slam now. I don't have that yeah. ability, but he thinks he can do really well, so he's being realistic. Yeah, that's good to see. I like to see yeah, that. Yeah, we like that. We yeah. like that. Peter, you had a few other stories that you quickly wanted to touch on, right? Yeah, um, I uh, am pleased to see uh, Tanasi Kokonakis uh, come back, and uh, he's healthy, um, and he was given a wild card for uh, the Australian Open. And through all of his injuries and everything, uh, the setbacks have been so enormous, and I've got a friend, Lindsay, uh, who just loves him. And just seeing so many things just happen over and over, just like Del Potro, and coming back from that to hopefully get into a good position where he's got a fighting chance to go two, three rounds deep, because I saw him practice, and the videos seem really good and hopeful. So all of the people coming back and just trying to do their thing is good. And uh, let's talk real quick about another British player. Let's talk about Fran Jones, um, who's 20 years old. She's had a series of operations as a kid, and she was uh, born with a rare genetic uh, um, condition. Um, and she's uh, British number five, which I didn't even know that. Um, and so she's definitely, obviously, uh, again, uh, a young uh lady um and so uh she had uh, said you could say i proved the doctor wrong and i'm sure a good few other people as well but you know what i'm not bothered about proving people wrong i'd rather prove uh, to people you can switch the perspective there uh, and so it's really good to see her uh, on the come up and uh, hopefully make a good impact uh, with the other british ladies yeah that hits close to home for me uh, to be honest i've had quite a lot of operations myself um I know how that feels, um, and I really respect people that have disabilities and are doing so well in physical sports. It's just amazing to see. Same with wheelchair tennis. I think that that whole sport is just incredible and should be given more of a limelight. Yeah, I would. I yep. would agree. Yeah. I think it just said it's like such great examples. We've talked probably for too long. I would say about uh, on this episode about players who haven't been setting good examples and haven't been, you know really uh yeah handling handling current situations that well so i think yeah i think it's been great to kind of you know see see the players that we've mentioned you know um actually going about their business and handling themselves particularly brilliantly and you know setting great examples actually so 
um yeah me very much like peter actually you know and uh and rashmi weren't quite aware of fran jones being british number five but definitely aware of it now and uh, i think hopefully she'll be able to go on and uh, do great great things so um but yeah um anything else you guys want to quickly mention on this episode or are we good i think we've covered quite a bit so i think we have too yeah i think we've covered quite a bit uh so i think finally i think we should say on this episode is um yeah all, all three of us are definitely sending uh sending our our love and, and get well soon to andy murray um yeah. of course <laughs> um we we all wish him wish him the best and uh yeah we we all await with our uh, breaths held uh, for a statement from him at some point uh, no rush andy no rush we'll wait for you um and yeah i think yeah we uh we 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 love you and we miss you and we we look forward to watching you on the tennis court again soon so yeah uh that brings us to an end of this episode of murray musings we uh, we chat a lot about andy we chat a lot about other players as well but you know what we're three andy murray fans who love general tennis as well so uh we, we hope you enjoyed coming on uh, coming on this journey with us and uh, once again we we do wish andy um the best of health and uh, look forward to seeing him again soon uh, thank you very much for thank listening. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Take care, y'all.